Welcome into the AU Radio Comics Corner. I think you never outgrow your love of these stories. A weekly look at new and upcoming comic book releases. I loved anything that was imaginative, that was high concept, that was a little bit bigger than life. Join us. You guys are great. Pull up a beanbag chair, settle in, and thumb through this week's issues with George and Travis. Purveyors of entertainment, we hope. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome on down to uh, one of the last comics corners of the year. It's a, it's a good week of comics. How, how you guys doing, Travis? I'm doing good. good. Trying try not to sneeze into the mic. That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, Jason, how you doing? Swell, thanks. Nice. We uh, got got a couple of good stacks of comics here to go through, and uh, I, I, I feel like any week that we get this one, we just have to start with it, but... Uh, this week we saw the release of Murder Falcon number three. <laughs> I'm so sad that I'm behind on that. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be. It'll be a good read when you get when you get to him. They, as you can see on the cover, the drummer rejoins the band in this issue. Yeah, and you get a you get a little backstory from her and kind of more of the history of the band and like how they broke up in the first place and all that, which has been a really cool just you know little inter- interpersonal story that now has these crazy like fantastical you know things happening to the story in the current time. So uh, you get a little of the human stuff and then you get a little bit of the uh, the, the wacky crazy monster fighting that has been going on the last couple issues. So so who's left in the band? Is it, is that everybody or? Uh, I think there's going to be one more. I think it's the guitar player. No, no, no. He's the guitar player. Who would it be? They could have a rhythm guitar too, eh? They might, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a there's a scene or where... they're a lead singer? You know, they, they had a little flashback scene. I don't want to get into it too much because if you are reading the story, it'll be fun to see how it all kind of develops and all that. But I will say that the drummer's monster that she summons is so badass. <laughs> like, it's, nice. it's so fun. <laughs> and I'm glad they didn't show him on the cover. But uh, this is this is definitely a fun ride. I think we have all the single issues downstairs. So if you were if you're thinking about reading it, this is uh, a good time to catch up. They, I, I was I was trying to think of the order that they were coming in, and uh, and then I, I thought of a, a, a joke that I used to tell to my my brother who was the bassist in uh, Corey and I's band. Okay, yeah. It was like, uh, what what was the last thing the the bass player said before he left the band? I don't know. Uh, hey guys, you want to hear this song I wrote? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor bass players! I, yeah. I sympathize. I, uh, I I used to I used to be known to slap at the bass. Yeah, I, I knew you'd appreciate that. Yeah, no, that's good. I love yeah, that. You're surrounded by bass players, right? Now, <laughs> yeah. So, so well, read, read the I, room, I can, Travis. <laughs> I can say that as a drummer because that's the only other person oh, that's my God. appreciated. Oh, let the drummer <laughs> jokes flow. Oh. <laughs> uh, Wonderful. Also from Image out this week, Cemetery Beach number four, which is, uh, I, it's like already hurtling towards the conclusion of the story, even though it's got, a, it's got a few more. We're right at the middle point. And it's been basically like a super fast, like action movie kind of thing. Like I could see this being developed into a movie and it being a cool premise. Nice. And if you were lucky enough to get the uh, variant cover on that one, it is so good. <laughs> yes. Even if you don't read this comic, uh, if you're a Batman the Animated Series fan, look up the variant cover to Cemetery Beach number four. It is like spot on. They did a really good job. <laughs> They've been, all of them have been so cool. Yeah. Last one was Hellboy. and uh, They're just, they're scratching all of the right itches with the weird variant cover thing that people do these days. 
Uh, we got Goddess Mode out, which we'd been talking about for a little while leading up to it. Did you say you got a chance to read it? I, not, it, ah. it wasn't a dedicated read. <laughs> I did kind of like, with knowing the premise of it going in, I kind of, I, I didn't do it a credit. I'll have to go through and do a full read through, but the artwork is phenomenal. What they're doing with the story is super interesting. You, you actually had a pretty good pitch for it. If you wanted to throw that out. Oh, yeah. So it, it's uh, basically a future society that was, that is like completely run by AI. Mm-hmm. And uh, the story follows uh, this girl that, that works IT on that uh, AI and inadvertently finds a sub world inside of the, the computer world or whatever. And then starts discovering cheat codes to reality. And so all these people are trying to like fight for them and control the world. It has art by Robbie Rodriguez, who you may know from Spider-Gwen from when that got launched originally, but he is a phenomenal artist. So this is definitely going to be a beautiful yeah. book. His art is what uh, made me uh, read Spider-Gwen originally because right. it was just so so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to describe. He's got like, yeah, he's got a really kinetic style to his art. Like, so I'm sure like in Spider-Gwen that would translate well to like her swinging through the city and all that looking yeah. really good. And all the, the colors that he uses. Oh my God. Yeah. The palette is insane. And I'm sure, I'm sure we don't give enough credit to colorists on this podcast. And I want to actually take a moment to apologize to all you colorists <laughs> out there. It's definitely a not nearly enoughly thanked job. But on this one, it is uh, Rico Renzi, and I'm sure they're probably... Uh, it ends up being that colorists and artists will kind of pair up. Yeah. And there will be, you know, maybe maybe one or two different colorists that are, that some of the most popular artists, like, know makes their work look phenomenal. Yeah, and, you, you find that that niche and just mm-hmm. that defines your character. Indeed. Moving on to another Spider-related character book. Oh, with him, just The Amazing Spider-Man with Ryan Otley back on the book. <laughs> and uh, it has been a really fun, kind of a return to a classic Spider-Man, but obviously it's not, you know, we haven't gone back to the 60s. There's still all the stuff that's happened, but the stories that they're telling are very classic feeling with a little bit of a twist with uh, Jameson knowing who Spider-Man is and being on his side to like the ex- same extreme degree oh, wow. that he was against him like all this time. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he's he, of course, uh, gets way too involved and gets Spider-Man into trouble because how could he not? <laughs> oh, Mr. Jameson. You, uh, you got a few you want to throw out there? Uh, yeah, X-23 came out this week. Uh, starting a, a new story arc. There's a new clone. Is this a new clone of the, of the Emma Frost? Uh, no, it, so the, the 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 whole feel of the of this uh, run is they're they're hunting down all of the X twenty three scientists. Gotcha, and that's why she uh, it's gone back to the X twenty three. Okay, Laura and Honey Badger. I just love that name. <laughs> <laughs> She's so adorable, and uh, so those two are are trying to hunt down all of the remaining technology and all the scientists. And is that just to like stop it from happening ever again? Yeah, they okay. want to they want to keep it from happening again. And apparently, it has happened again. Another one attacks them. Of course. So now they got to figure out what's going on with that. Gotcha. That's just it. It seems like that's been a really fun book the whole time. Well, except for except for when you know bad stuffs happen, in which you know it's comics. So yeah, when they <laughs> when they kidnapped Honey Badger. Yep, I don't. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> Those buttons. I know jerks. <laughs> uh, new one from uh, uh, Albatross Funny Books. Yay! Mega Ghost. Thanks, Eric Powell. I really wanted to read it, but I haven't had time to do it. It's another uh, all ages one on his. Uh, cool. It his, seems his 
thing. It seems like they're doing like 50-50, like all ages and then, you know, more adult, darker stuff. But that's yeah. cool that they're kind of filling that void because there's not nearly enough. Well, I guess we've been seeing a resurgence in all ages comics and like original graphic novels and stuff like that. But it's cool to see so many people kind of jumping on. I, I just love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Powell is so, so fun. Uh, it, he, uh, I forget what it was, but he started doing uh, like just single image tellings of stories on his Twitter page. Oh, cool. Just but like one off kind of. Yeah. Just a picture that incorporates the entire story. Kind of like and, far, far side style. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. I forget which one it was that I saw. And I, I remember like scrolling through trying to find like the next one. Cause he said he was going to do one a week. Okay, but cool. I haven't seen another one. Maybe you'll put that together in a book someday. Yeah. I had another thing to throw. Oh, if you ever get the chance to meet Eric Powell, do it. Once you get past the, <laughs> the slightly curmudgeon surface, he is actually a really nice guy. He's super fun to have a, have a conversation with at a convention or something. See a little standoff. If it, uh, a, a little bit. I think it depends on your approach, too. I mean, these people are used to talking to so many, like, for lack of a better word, like, angry you, nerds. <laughs> you don't just come up and, hey, comic guy. Yeah, right. They signed <laughs> these 5,000 books for me, and I'm, I don't want to give you any money for it, though, because I already paid you because I bought the comic. <laughs> Which, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure none of them ever hear that. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> also, why'd you let him kidnap the honey badger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to be that fan to somebody. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but do it like right off the bat. Be like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm sure you get that way too much. I'm sure they would actually get a laugh out of that. Probably. <laughs> Jumping over to Dark Horse for at least one here. We got a Hellboy Winter Special. It's a triple feature. Nice. You get three individual stories. Uh, and they give you a really good taste of, you know, a few of the different aspects of Hellboy. Um, the first is just kind of a classic original short Hellboy story that they've done so many of in the past, and they're always really fun. I flipped through it, and there was these delightful little monsters that were running around that were on one of the variant covers. Yeah, yeah. And they're... <laughs> And that's the that's the weirder of the three stories is the one in the middle and it's got these anthropomorphic creatures and these people and uh, oh the art on it is by Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba who are they're from Brazil I believe and they have worked with the Hellboy universe quite a bit over the past so it's kind of a fun return for them and they've done more of like the the vampire BPRD stuff, which is nice. a little bit more obscure. Not many people have probably read, but um, but the last one is a Lobster Johnson story, and it's short and sweet. <laughs> nice. The the more I hear you talking about Lobster Johnson, I just want to pick it up and, and check it out. The horrible thing, I, I love Lobster Johnson, but the first four, maybe even five of the six books of his run of books are out of print. Oh, geez. So you, you really can't <laughs> find them, but I... Hopefully they're letting that happen because they're going to do like an omnibus edition like they've done for BPRD and Hellboy Maybe and they'll release some stuff for Hellboy Day. Hey, hey, maybe. Coming up on the 25th anniversary. He's a bit obscure is the only problem with Lobster Johnson. Like that name yeah. just doesn't have the same ring that Hellboy does. I mean, it, <laughs> it does. It? I, I love it. I love it very much. <laughs> and I'm wondering if they're going to bring him into the movie. I would be so excited if Lobster yeah. Johnson would be in the Hellboy movie. <laughs> you just hear that name and you want to be like, hey, what's this all about? Right, right. <laughs> Anyways, enough about Hellboy. A nice fun one that I read was uh, issue three of Captain Ginger. Nice. That uh, great space adventure with the cats. How is it? Like, are they moving the ball like down the field as far as the story goes? The ball of yeah. yarn? The ball of yarn, <laughs> yes. yeah. Yes. Oh, there are so many cats everywhere. <laughs> they're wrecking everything. <laughs> okay, so that's the premise. It's almost like a cat disaster thing where they're trying to fix the ship? Or Yeah, well, so the uh, the what they call feeders mm -hmm. or the humans yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that made them. <laughs> They, uh, they're gone. 
Okay. And so there's a certain number of these uh, evolved cats that are flying the ship around, and they have no idea how to use the technology. And uh, <laughs> But they're smart, right? They're like... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're somewhat smart, but okay. they're still, you know, like, ah, you just you beat on this thing and it'll go. <laughs> and But there's also... Uh, the, these cats are having children, but they're not evolved cats. So oh, there's okay. just tons and tons of just cats everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and so Captain Ginger and uh, Sergeant Mittens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are uh, of going off to, to, to try and find uh, like more of the feeder technology to try and figure out how to fix their problems. And <laughs> that is, it's, it's just this crazy weird story that I, I'm just hooked on. <laughs> That is amazing. That is amazing. Big one from DC this week. Uh, actually, a couple big Batman comics from DC this week. Uh, the Batman Who Laughs by Scott Snyder and Jock came out. And I read it again right before we did this podcast. And I'll, I'll admit the first time the story is told in this kind of it jumps around a little bit. It kind of shows some backstory of a Bruce Wayne's childhood. And it uh, and it goes back and forth between you know these crazy things happening like the uh, Batman recovers this corpse of something somebody that's like super intriguing like he's no idea how <laughs> that happens and they go through and they're doing more of the Dark Knight um, metal stuff where they introduced uh, all these different nightmare versions of Batman yeah. and the one that we see in this is kind of like I think they call him the Grim Knight and he is the Punisher analog for Batman that cares nothing about you know like you know not yeah. using guns and violence and all that kind of stuff. He's just killing till he gets to the end. Yeah, there's this great interaction between him and Alfred, is it? Where they're talking? Oh, no, he was talking to Gordon. Oh, yeah. About how horrible this thing is because he doesn't have a code. Right, right. (laughs) And it seems like, so, and then just a little bit more of the backstory. Scott Snyder said that this is actually going to be one of the things that carries on, like the story uh, plot devices that they do in this miniseries will absolutely have some really big impacts on the stories that they end up telling next year. Hmm, nice. So, yeah. So if you uh, if you like Snyder's Batman, this is definitely, he plays fast and loose with, with certain rules of writing, <laughs> but, <laughs> but in ways where he, you know, he can kind of get away with it most of the time. Yeah. So get out there and get it. We we had one when I came up here. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we'll we, we have more coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, more coming back in. <laughs> but then the other big Batman one was uh, was Batman Damned number two, which I almost can't. You can't even really start to talk about the story. It's kind of told in a very like whimsical way. Like he uses a lot of narration between you know some really high action scenes. Like he runs into a burning building and he's really disoriented and trying to figure out what's going on. But Lee Bermejo's art drives everything home so well. And the the main cover is a gorgeously illustrated cover of Harley Quinn in some like Dia de los Muertos kind of makeup looking stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and she does not let down. She really lets Batman have it in this comic. Yeah, I I kind of flipped through uh, just to confirm whether it was it was in fact Harley because mm-hmm. it, it's it's just off enough that yeah, it, it yeah. could have just been some other maniac. And it makes sense in the context of the comic when you get to it, but we don't want to spoil oh, it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't want to look too much into it yeah. until I started reading it. That's most of what I read this week. Do you got any other? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> the, oh, this title. Uh, Auntie Agatha's Home for Wayward Rabbits. Yes. I, I read that one last night. Nice. And uh, it's just a, a, a weird little comic about talking rabbits. And there's these uh, these 
this corporation that wants to come in and, and buy up the the property and the mm. and the the place and there's this crazy that Auntie Agatha is is wheelchair bound and uh, she talks through a computer and stuff so she's just throwing okay. out these weird one liners all the time. <laughs> nice. Is it like is she like the protagonist of the story and she's kind of like trying to corral these cats and deal with the So it's uh, it's the niece that oh, okay. basically like runs everything. Okay, she cool. goes out and takes care of the rabbits and has to deal with all of their weird things. This one there's uh there's this really snooty rabbit that wants to change the color of the of the big rabbit house thing and <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it's just, and there's like these neurotic ones that walk around with socks on their arms. And <laughs> it, it's just, it, it's, it is a lot like Foster's okay. Home for Imaginary Friends. It sounds like it. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, a few others to, to rattle off over on my end. I got, we got the Fantastic Four wedding special. And no matter what Ian says, there are some Fantastic Four fans out there. They, <laughs> they do exist, I promise. Yeah. And this should be a really cool one. It's Ben Grimm and his uh, his and his I guess now wife, who have actually been together for I think quite a long time in the comics. I don't know if it's this because I know he had a he had a girlfriend like way way back in the day, but I, I don't know if they've changed the continuity to change who it is or if the timelines just shifted around enough that it makes sense that she's still the person. Yeah, I really don't know because I never. It, it always seemed like one of those comics that had been going for so long that you you just didn't think that you could. Like 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 Spider Man is. There's just like so much story there that it, it right. just seemed daunting to me. But yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's totally fair. Dan Slott and Gail Simone are among the writers listed, though. So at least the at least you know the the story's coming from solid people. Yeah. MST three K number three, continuing to play their wacky wacky style of comedy into a comic book. Another one that I'm sad that I'm behind because I, I read the first one and it was. It was so good. Nice. <laughs> I just didn't know if they could pull off the whole MST3K feel in a comic book, but they totally did. Nice. I think I'm going to trade weight on that one, but I'm definitely going to read that one for sure. Uh, and then Superman number six from Brian Bendis, which uh, people seem to be liking quite a bit. I, I will admit that I haven't been reading it. I gave the beginning a shot. Just I like to, to see where things start with stuff like that, but... Uh, Bendis <laughs> doing his thing. Is... Not, not to talk bad about somebody's art, but the... <laughs> The the alternate cover on that one, the the variant is just so, I don't know. It it looks like a joke cover. Oh, <laughs> have have you seen that one? You showed it to me, and I, it was <laughs> I can't remember what it looked like. It just looked like some big used car salesman. Oh yeah, it's like that is not Superman at all. <laughs> gotcha. Fair enough. I will but, look at that. And, and I feel bad saying that because somebody put a lot of effort into that. <laughs> <laughs> Eh, so some covers are, you know, just not as good as others. Yeah, it looked really nice. It just didn't look like Superman. It didn't look at all like noble or, you know, Superman-ish. Right. <laughs> if that's a thing. <laughs> sure. No, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, there was a new storyline for Sync starting up, which uh, I have to admit, I don't have any idea what's going on with that. <laughs> You read like the first one, didn't you? I, I wanted to, but I actually ended up giving up. Uh, I think I ended up giving up my first issue to somebody else that wanted it. Uh-huh. That was one on the pull list for it. It looks just crazy. There's all kinds of clowns, and I don't know. I, I like I like creepy clowns. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely going for the horror kind of a thing. I was trying yeah. to think of another nuance to that, but yeah, whatever. Infinite Dark had a number three come out. There was another one that came out, but Diamond didn't send it to us. Which one? The outer. 
Outer uh, Darkness? Outer Darkness. God dang it, I want to read that. <laughs> it did come out this week, but okay. we didn't get a chance to read it because we didn't get it. All right. Well, when that, that comes when that super. comes back in, we'll talk about it. Yeah. And uh, there are a few things in the world that will make George blurred obscenities. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting his comics. Diamond. Definitely one of them. <laughs> yeah. I was really excited about that one. I really liked the first. It was all set up in the first issue on that one. So I was excited to see where the second one yeah, it took was, it. Yeah, it was an interesting premise with the weird like God engines and mm-hmm. crazy technology that they had. Yep. Uh, last one I brought up was uh, William Gibson's uh, Alien 3. The second issue came out. Oh, I thought I brought that one up. Well, right on. I'm glad I did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that, the first issue of that set up kind of an interesting... I mean, it definitely got to the aliens a lot faster than Alien 3 did. <laughs> yeah, I, I was expecting it to have a lot more setup, but it's just like, bam, hey, yeah. how's it going? I, what I don't know is how long it's going to be, <laughs> which could could be interesting. I, I could I see it going at least like five or six. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know. On the other side of the Dark Horse field from Aliens, we got a really, really intense Predator collection. It's a $24.99 paperback with like 350 pages worth of stuff in it. And apparently this is just the volume one, so I'm sure they're going to do more of these. But um, but yeah, if you want some good classic, they, they meant this to be some of the best of the earliest Predator stuff. So if you nice. like Predator and you were looking for a sweet, like Dark Horse does these omnibus editions at such an affordable price that there's really... I know, they've been doing it, especially with the, like they did that with the Prometheus one and... Oh, yeah, yeah. They, It's crazy how how generous they are with recollections. It's like, all right, we know we already made money on this a long time ago, so we'll give you, a, you know, a cheap, cheap book to get. Why not? Yeah. Thanks, Dark Horse. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> and then the other uh, collected edition that we wanted to throw out there is a cool thing. Um, not that there weren't plenty of other cool things, but we only have so much time here on this podcast, unfortunately, uh, is Tank Girl Color Classics Volume 1, which as far as I know, might be one of the first and only times that the earliest, earliest Tank Girl stuff has been in color. I think that's kind of what you I were think explaining. so. Uh, they put, I think they put out uh, some reprints of the first runs that had like some of it was colored, but not very much of it. Gotcha. And they have been releasing these ones in, uh, I think that hardback has like two of the other issues that have been coming out. Well, I love it because just flipping through it, there's um, there's a series of pictures and just notes and things, um, like literally like pictures of the people who made the comic that are kind of uh, spliced through. And I'm wondering if they weren't actually in the original comics themselves. You know, I think they were. Okay, cool. Because uh, it, yeah, they they were just doing this wacky stuff. It was almost a almost a National Lampoon's type magazine that right. they, that it originated in. Cool. And they just wanted to do this goofy surfer Mad Max comic book. Yeah. And that's and it just stuck. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, if you were ever interested, I think I'm actually gonna have to pick this one up myself. There's some there's some kind of crappy news Uh-oh. in comics. Uh oh. For especially for fans of Border Town. Oh, I I read about that this morning. It has officially died yep. today. Yeah. Uh, oh. Under under the uh all of the things that are coming out about the creator. Eric uh, Squivel. Eric, yeah. yeah. Uh, yesterday I was reading that the the, the, the colorist had quit and then uh, the artist was sticking around until six. And then today yeah. I found out that they just axed the whole thing. They were, yeah, they were given, I think the people that hadn't said anything yet because it came out like last week, I think, or earlier yeah. on in the week at least. Um, they were giving the guy, Eric uh, Squivel, the writer, a chance to like 
explain. At least try and make things right. Or say sorry or anything. (laughs) And so after a couple of days, it was like, it was internally agreed on. And they they said that nobody was forced to like not say anything. It was like they honestly wanted to give him a chance to explain the terrible things that he'd been accused of. Yeah. And he didn't. So. And there we are. (laughs) Yep. So sorry about that. That seemed like a really cool book. I'm almost happy that I didn't start reading it so that my heart wasn't as hurt in this moment. I was, I guess the first issue is so good. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know. <laughs> I had read, we might end up getting the ones that have been solicited because they're done. But I don't know if they're just the, canceling them outright. The, the next one, that I, I looked it up on Diamond. And oh, okay. it's, it's already in there as, as canceled. Oh, my God. So we're not even getting five. Gotcha. And then six was the last one that they were working on. And yeah. so it's done. And other sad, happy news. G. Willow Wilson posted a goodbye letter to Miss Marvel. Aw. It was it was very touching. Uh talking about how, how much that, that book meant to her. And, oh yeah. And uh kind of handing it off to uh, uh the the new writer. They're they're actually gonna end it oh, and, and start a new title gotcha. uh, called Magnificent Miss Marvel. Oh, that's cool. And uh it's gonna be written by uh Saladin Ahmed. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, he did uh, Black Bolt. Oh, my God. We might have sold out of it, but I didn't grab it to bring it up. Uh, I think he's the guy that's writing the new Miles Morales run that just started up this week, too. You know, I think you're right. And that was really good. I liked that quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I, forgot to, I forgot to mention that one, but yeah. Um, if you've been looking for a really good place to start reading Miles Morales stuff, I will have to see if we can get it back in because I'm pretty sure we did run out. But it's a great kickoff to him having you know his own run again. And I think post... Bendis being at Marvel, this is a good fit for a creative team for it. The artwork was really, really good. Nice. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about uh, Black Bolt, too. Nice. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I think Emily was reading that one. Yeah. 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 So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Hi, Emily, if you're listening. I got to get caught up on this run of Miss Marvel first, though. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. But uh, you, was was that all from what we got next week? Uh, next week, uh, there's some stuff coming out. Uh, Burnouts number four, nice. uh, Catwoman number six, uh, cover number four, Cold Spots has another one coming out next week, number five. Uh, the actual run of uh, uh, the Defender's Best Defense. They oh. did, a, did a couple of one shots, and now they're going to start the actual comic. Okay, cool. Uh, so I'm guessing all the people they did the one shots for are the team. Yeah, okay, I think cool. so. That makes sense. Uh, Sisters number three. Nice. The second Firefly comes out. And then one that sounds kind of interesting, uh, Freedom Fighters number one comes out. Is that the DC book? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, the one, uh, like the Nazis won the World War II. Oh. And, and they succeeded in like killing all the metahumans. Oh, yeah, God. they call them metahumans, so it's, yeah, it's DC. Okay, okay. So that, I wonder if that's like just like an Elseworlds thing because that sounds like a I mean it sounds like an interesting premise and Freedom Fighters have traditionally been like Uncle Sam and a couple of those guys yeah and uh, they uh, Uncle Sam has disappeared oh no uh, and then now this story like kicks up with uh, a new Freedom Fighters that should be interesting <laughs> I, I will I will read that next week yeah uh, Grumble number two comes out Gr- oh yeah the, the, the one about the uh, the one about Donnie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he had a different name. (laughs) And, uh, excuse me. Largo, was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that that was it. Klaus. Klaus. Yeah. Has another one coming out. Klaus and the the crying snowman. 
that's going to make him melt. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's the whole thing. He he uh, he he finds this uh, absentee dad that has turned into a snowman, oh, and so he's Jack he's, Frost style. Yeah, it, <laughs> that's my God. And so he's trying to help him out before he melts. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't read any of those stories yet. They're really fun. I, like, really, it, I really want to check them out. It takes itself like just serious enough, like just to the point where it's like, okay, this is like Santa Claus year one. Like, nice. Okay. But it's, I mean, Grant Morrison <laughs> writing it, it, he, he's, his chops are just insane. He can write any kind of story. You got a question for us this week? Sure guys. So this week's question is a little more abstract. <laughs> going to get a little weird. What I'd like you to do, I want you to take one comic book title and uh, change either one word or one letter from the title in order to create a new title. And then I want you to tell me about the new comic that you've created. So uh, as an example for the listeners, I, I came up with two that I had shared with you guys before the show. Uh, one was change uh, the Hulk to the hunk. So he goes from uh, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry to you can't resist me when I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Like ladies love it when he gets angry or something. Uh, or then uh, Saga. Those, those are nice taglines. <laughs> right? uh, you could take Saga and add the T at the end to make Saget, uh, uh, which would be a comic about the tragic tale of a filthy stand-up comedian who's forced to uh, act in a family television show. Nice. So, What, what did you guys come up with? I'm dying to know. You want so instantly when you said that about uh, changing a letter, I actually added a letter. Yes. For uh, Slider Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so when, when when danger is about, he just he just produces little slider burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Shoots them out. Sliders. All right. Awesome. That's actually I mean at a barbecue, that's a really good superpower. <laughs> or like if you want to start a restaurant. It would be interesting to see how just how his his powers are activated though. If if he did have to be like scared or in danger, somebody's like, "Are the are, <laughs> we need some food? Somebody get a knife." <laughs> <laughs> are the burgers prepared well? I don't know. I didn't get that far. All right, fair enough. <laughs> maybe maybe he goes into business with the Condiment King. There you go. Oh, oh my yeah, god! There, there go. you go. Super team up. Match made yeah. in heaven. Okay, so I actually <laughs> I did I did a similar thing, and then so okay. So I went with just a single, a simple vowel replacement because that's like the, at the end of a long day, that's all I had in me. Um, but I also did Spider-Man. Oh, nice. Whoa. But instead of Spider-Man, uh, this, this spawned two different thought processes, but I'm going with Spader-Man. <laughs> and I couldn't decide if we wanted to do James Spader, James Spader. or David Spade. And I decided to go David Spade and his okay. superpower would be either just like hanging out with, um, with, uh, oh God, Tommy boy guy, uh, Chris, Chris Farley, Farley yeah. all the time, or just like dressing up in cosplays of his own movie roles, like Joe dirt or, <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. You know, just that kind of, or then, you know, the sequels of all of those bad movies that he's made. Yeah. I don't know. So well, that, that was what I came up with. <laughs> Well, with the James Spader version. Oh, that, I couldn't come up with anything. That was like, he just like sits around and smokes cigars with, I don't know. Like, there's nothing really there. Couldn't think of anything. All right. The great answers, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to AU Radio Comics Corner. Music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground Copyright 2018 All Rights Reserved. If you 
like to contact the show, follow us on Twitter at AU underscore radio, Facebook at AU Radio Podcast, Instagram at AU.radio, or you can email the show at podcast at advunderground.com. You can also support this show and all the shows on AU Radio by becoming a patron of the AU Radio Network. Find us on Patreon as AU Radio at Adventures Underground. You can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month. Thanks for listening.